This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Karen, are you are you okay out there? It's raining Chris. so much we're not used to it. Rivers and streams, creeks overflowing. I'm, I'm currently in a, a hollowed out refrigerator paddling. It, <laughs> I, I uh, was just in Houston where famously they get torrential downpours. Like, I... When I lived in Texas, I did not, I was not prepared for raindrops the size of a child's fist. Uh, And they, (laughs) just the flooding. I one time was doing laundry and looked out the window and the the ceiling to floor windows were just showing the out of doors like an aquarium, just four feet of water, things floating, old tires and brochures and I watched my car just float <laughs> out of the laundromat parking lot and kind of, kind of gracefully stop in the street then all the water <laughs> drained away and everyone drove off I I was like oh this is just how it is in Texas but and then I right when I landed here it was raining like that I've never seen that in Los Angeles in the 20 years I've lived here it yeah, was yeah I, I hear it's been insane yeah I'm up floating. here I'm repping NorCal. I know the the floating car thing and the mud thing happened near my house in in LA, but I'm up here in NorCal where we got the beginning of this atmospheric river and it has been raining pretty much nonstop for like 11 days, pouring, storming. By the way, we're talking about the weather on it, our yeah, podcast. Yeah, I know, like, but sorry. When sorry. it's at this level, it's all yeah. of a sudden exciting like the movie Twister. It can't be denied when there's cows flying by your window. Right. And a it. tractor and <laughs> and and Bill Paxton are and all Bill flying. Paxton <laughs> making funny, hilarious jokes. But up here, 
like five miles away in this town, Nicasio, I believe it was Nicasio, the winds were 100 miles an hour one night. So it's like they were calling it the bomb cyclone. It was seriously storming. And there was a night where me and my dad are sitting there watching Jack Reacher, of course. And (laughs) it felt like the windows were going to blow in like into us movie style. But my dad, of course, relatively incredibly hard of hearing. So we were not having the same experience. He's like, every time Jack Reacher (laughs) would like cold cock somebody on the sidewalk, my dad would be like, oh, look at this guy. And meanwhile, I'm like, we're going to die of wind tonight in this room. It was truly scary. Are you comforted at all by the fact that your dad was a fireman for 45 years? Yes. Well, because you know what's funny? He told a story, like anytime something happens uh, in a movie or on the news or whatever, he'll turn and have a story. Well, he'll go, one time we yeah. we got a call. And I go in there and it's this old guy. And he talks, he'll tell us the story of some, you know, yeah, incredible yeah. call that he went on. But he often talks through the beginning of the conversation he has. Oh, this one was, there was, it was an executive in Wells Fargo that they had to go up to this, he goes, this beautiful office. And I go and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, can you imagine if you were having a heart attack or a stroke <laughs> and it's my dad walking up like, 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 hey, what's up? Or it's like, beautiful would, office. I think it would be calming. I yeah. hope it would be calming. And I think it's nice to know he would know what veins to press down on so I don't immediately bleed right. out. When the windows implode while watching Jack Reacher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And probably in slow motion because that if glass is going to fly, it better be in slow motion. Yeah, like, oh, like backdraft. Uh, that had to be scarier than where you lived then. I mean, you're in the mountains. There was, there was muddy rivers and stuff. Yes. Are you talking about where you're at NorCal versus SoCal? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still here. I'm still at my dad's house. And it had to have been scarier. But on the news, I was worried about you because a neighbor, of they they were in your neighborhood, like, shoveling mud out of driveways. Yes. I swear it looked like you're straight. And then they interviewed this lady, and I hope she lives near you because she was like, <laughs> I mean, I prayed for rain. I feel somewhat <laughs> responsible because I prayed for this rain. But... Then I prayed for it to please, please stop. And it did. And they put that on the news. And I'm like, oh, this please. This is the power of prayer. Please be at Karen's next party. She, Yeah, she was really good at praying. She was, she's inundating all of us. No, I've been, I haven't gotten any of this LA atmospheric river because I've been up in NorCal this whole time. Well, I could talk about it all day, but I think we should see what our guest has to say about specifically the weather. Don't worry, we're not changing the subject. This topic, the theme of this episode (laughs) will be weather of any kind. (laughs) Yeah. Drive time style. That's right. You know our next guest from clubs and colleges throughout the country. Mm -hmm. She's a previous Dinar guest and one of our favorites, and I mean that entirely. Everyone, put your ears together for Erin Foley. Yes, Erin Foley. God, riveting weather talk. I was like ready to jump in. Did you hear the part about the 100 mile an hour winds and the mud? Oh, well, (laughs) I don't know if you 
had the pleasure of meeting my mother, Mary Agnes Foley, but she's been <laughs> obsessed with the weather since her birth year, late 30s, <laughs> late 1930s. <laughs> and I feel like um, she needs to, um, my dad passed, Karen, I think maybe oh. your dad and my mom should join <gasps> forces. Oh, and they can imagine? just, uh, they both can't hear and they um, can just, Watch Jack Reacher together and talk about the weather. This is what I've been plotting. Be in general denial, uh, withholding and repressing all of their Irish Catholic feelings. Yes. But together. But together. Yeah. I'm sorry about your dad. I didn't know that. Oh, that's okay. It was just, uh, you know, lung cancer during COVID. Anyway, the weather... The, the, wind, no, the winds and the mud. The winds Let's get back the to the mud and the important I mean, things. it was like uh, L.A. was experiencing a cancer of its own from the sky. Yes, yes. Sky cancer. I do, sorry, real quick. Yes, years please. ago, you know how it used to rain once every seven years yeah. and everyone mm-hmm. would lose their mind. And it was this the funniest thing. This isn't funny, but I mean, <laughs> now today's weather isn't funny. But we, I was at the bank when you'd go into the bank, you know? And this woman was super agitated. And um, she's like, oh, this rain, this rain. Just like, just shouting out in the bank line. And she goes, I didn't sign up for this. And that (laughs) used to make me laugh so hard. Just, I didn't sign up for this. For weather. For weather. Just one rain a year. (laughs) I didn't pray for this. (laughs) I love it. I I was like, I love people. That was back in this cycles of it would pour rain, there would be mudslides in Malibu, mm-hmm. and and then we'd wait for the fires to begin. And that yeah. used to be the old weather cycle that we all were like, okay, this is what it's like yeah. down here. Those yeah. are That's our fine. seasons. Yes. <laughs> Fire and yeah. mud river. Fire and mud. Yeah, I was delighted by it. And I drew, I thought now is a good time when it was most torrentially coming down to go buy new wiper blades because I'm going to need them I don't know why. I was excited to experience rain in LA. I like, we have a serious drought, but I did not know I was just going to the nearest auto zone to get in the zone that I would <laughs> actually zone. see that. I saw a car like one of those BMWs that's like an exotic, I don't know if they're electric, but they have a lot of blue. It looks like a car from the movie Tron. They, mm. This guy just gunned it into three feet of water and I watched him just float until the wheels touched and then he drove off. And I'm like, that was the most surreal thing. Just on Alvarado, just in town, a floating yep. car. What are you, James Bond, I said? <laughs> well, because the one thing people in LA aren't going to give up, no matter what is coming out of the sky or flowing down the street, is driving like assholes. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter if there's, if mud is coming toward them, they're going to cut it off. Yeah. Right? It's like, that's... <laughs> That's who we are as LA drivers, <laughs> yeah. as a city. Just dodging palm bark and headshots. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Not using our blinkers. Nope, yeah. just going fast. Yeah, you're right. No one knew to just, like, if you're in deep water, just maintain some sort of, if you go too slow, you get stuck. If you go too fast, your bumper rips off. Everyone was doing one or the other. Going slow yeah. and getting stuck or driving so fast. But it was fun people watching until I realized I was putting myself in danger. And I, 
I've been indoors ever since, but I did get those wiper blades on if you want a nice ending to the story. Did you have to put them on yourself or did some nice person that worked at AutoZone come out to the parking lot? No, they were freaking out about the... Oh, no, I didn't wear my rubbers. Like, they're worried about walking (laughs) to their cars. I literally drove there with a headlamp on my head and I put them on in the rain. And I had to open the directions to figure it out. Did you not have headlights or was this just something you well, wanted to try yeah, out? You know, or? hovering over the hood, I had to get the blades into the, into the. Oh, I thought you were driving with a headlamp <laughs> I, and I the, the headlamp was for future when I knew that in the parking okay, lot, okay. I do everything at the AutoZone parking lot. I'll change my mm-hmm. oil. They hate me there. <laughs> <laughs> and I put on my wiper blades in the rain and I, I th- I'm not kidding that I enjoyed the rain. And I know people lost houses. I just remembered it was bad for a lot of people, so I'm not. Right. There's always a, a bad side to fun. Yeah, I know. Always. I love my street river. I parked <laughs> in it. I took close-up videos. I Just rain is important or any semblance of a seasonal anything in this 75-degree yeah. all-year-round beautiful round-the-clock where have the last 20 years gone? Because I don't know what day it is. Aaron, how do they feel about you at AutoZone? Do they love you? <laughs> do they hate you? What do you bring to the table when you... The idea that people hate Chris at AutoZone is hilarious. Well, you know, we all we all know, we've known Chris for a long time. And mm. most people are like, he's an asshole, you know? <laughs> and um, uh-huh. so I get the AutoZone, mm-hmm. you know? I get You're on that. their side. I've always been like, he's got a temper issue. He's, <laughs> I'm kidding people. He's one of my favorite You know people. what? I actually um, do, especially when it comes to cars. But you know me as a nice person, so I shouldn't have even said that. But I am out there <laughs> just, raving. Just around cars. Come out and fucking help me. I'm always yelling, pounding on the window. Cars and golf. <laughs> yeah. There's also a golf anger issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys do this thing where you go, um, <clears throat> I should learn more about my car, you know? Like, yeah. I, I say that. I've said that now. Let's see, I've been in LA almost 16 years. Um, <laughs> I don't give a shit about cars. Yeah. I don't care what I drive. I don't, like, I just... Um, and I had a bad uh, auto, not auto zone, Jiffy Lube experience in the first, like, the second year in LA. Um, I was driving like a used car and, uh, and I'm not going to go into it because literally it was like, a, it's like a joke I did on stage. Uh, but the, the woman basically on a loudspeaker was like, you know, I think it was like a 97 Corolla, 180,000 miles. Like I was just, and it was like beamers. And I, I just was like demoralized. I was like, you guys she are all yelled doing out well. the miles yelling, just yelling on a, like, it, it was a comic. There was two people in a small waiting room. You know, it was that bad, you oh, know, where God. I was like, am I on a candid camera? And then they sold you an air filter you didn't need for $80. Sold me an air filter. I just got like, you know, bent over. And I was like, <laughs> and then I said, oh, yeah, it's a lot of miles. She's like, oh, you're at it's, you know, half-life. You could get 300,000 miles. I just was like, get me. Like, it was so demoralizing <laughs> that I was like, I'm just going to, Never go back to an auto zone or a gym. Like, they just, I think with women too, like that's when I'm like, I need to learn more stuff. They go in and they just assume like you don't know anything. Yeah. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I needed a hubcap, you know, like I'm like, I don't fucking, I don't know. But there is the, the other side is like, you can, I hate to be this like type, I'm not this type of woman, but it is kind of, you know, you go, Oh, could you 
do you think you could put that on for me? You know, yeah. like you, you have those moments where you're like, well, I get paid a dollar, you know, a dollar to your five. So go put the hubcaps on. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so. I'm not afraid to ask, uh, but I am afraid to look like I, I I like watch YouTube or I Google things, so I know what I'm talking about before I go in. I rehearse them in the parking lot. I pace back and <laughs> forth. I'm like, uh, and then I'm then I'm like, yeah, I need some cal some rotors for my my calipers are good, but uh, you know the the drums, the brakes. Like I learned the words before <laughs> I go in. Just listing off terms. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what are you saying? <laughs> Axel. Axel. Uh, hey, spark plug. <laughs> I guess there's a battery seat, of course. The last <laughs> just time, list all the parts of a car. Sorry, Any I'm just part. trying to remember what I need from you, and so I, I have a list here of every part on my car. Uh, bumper. I, I, I keep stepping on the glove compartment, and I'm hearing this noise. Yeah. Uh, or do you guys call that a jockey box around here? <laughs> You got your glove compartment, guys. You got your jockey box, guys. Where are you at AutoZone? Because at Cragen, they're like jockey box this, jockey box that. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you, horse ride little men ride horses? <laughs> the last time I was at a, uh, I think it was an AutoZone, the one on the on the bridge going over to the five before you get into downtown Burbank. But Ooh. so AutoZone. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Could have been an O O O O'Reilly. <laughs> All uh, the parts. But oh, have you, auto I'm parts. sorry, but there's a live record. There's a reunion that was like part of a corporate retreat for those folks, and the original recording artists came in and and performed <laughs> that song, and it brought a tear to my eye. And wait, are I you being was, serious? I'm not kidding. And it, and it was you this witnessed year. This. It was this. Were year. Were you doing? It was this year. I'm were not you doing comedy? a set. Why were you there? I saw it on YouTube. Oh, all right. <laughs> I was like, "Are you? Why I are you?" I haven't been anywhere. Everything I'm talking about is. Is this an intervention, Karen? Are we are we every, trying to get Chris out of AutoZone conference? Everything I'm I'm talking about is something I watched on my phone. <laughs> I did not drive in the rain. Those were all videos I watched. So it's like it's a it's at a Hilton, it's at a Garden Hilton, and it's in the conference room. And some woman comes in and goes, "Oh, oh, oh, O'Reilly, uh -huh. <laughs> you're telling me that happened." And then the dude comes in because it's his only part, where he goes, "Auto parts," and then she goes, <laughs> "No, wow. no, no, yeah, no." I will send it to you. It is and very they're like, fun to Thank watch. you so much. Now we're gonna do the AutoZone <laughs> theme because they just do all repair place. That jingles. is why they were there. And the song was a little longer than in the uh, radio commercials, but mm -hmm. um, I'm surprised one of us wasn't performing at this gig. Yeah, it for sounds real. Like you'd it sounds it doesn't it sound like a hell gig that you like sit around after a show and you're like, Well, I did the O'Reilly Auto yeah. Park conference. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got to do something. I'm scared to go on a cruise ship. You have to like, you have to pass the mic at the end of your like, and that was the mayor. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been so great performing for you this evening. But right now we have a very special treat. It's Dan and Joanne. That's right. The people who sing the O'Reilly Auto yeah, Parts right. theme. Dan, Joanne, get out of here, guys. <laughs> and Lights then we're going to bring full. out the sick kids. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but I interrupt. What what did you see at the? Uh, at the oh, I was just going to say. Now I'm talking into a second mic. <laughs> I know. I've noticed you've been doing that. 
Because I really love, there's AutoZone. My niece, when my niece was like little in a car seat, like three or four, she listened to the radio so much because she and my sister were in the car together so much that any, we'd be listening to the radio and then a jingle would come on when a commercial would come on and she would sing the jingle like word for word. And it was super creepy because she was very little. So it would just be like, <laughs> mattress discounters from the back seat <laughs> yeah. and from like a three-year-old. And she, it was so funny. Like I would cry laughing and she knew every word to every jingle and it was my favorite. My, that wasn't my story. The point I was going to say is the last time I was in that auto zone slash O'Reilly, we're not sure, over in Burbank, I had to get a tire replaced. And so I had to go wait in the little waiting room that they have for people getting tires that literally smells like they're piping in tire smell. (laughs) It is the most unpleasant, and I know I'm a little sensitive about my smells, but it was like being inside a tire waiting for your tire to get replaced. And I was like, I can't take it in here. And I, this, I'm, if I leave, they're going to call my number and I'll be somewhere weird. So I have to stay. But it was the most unpleasant, worst smelling room uh, probably in Burbank. But it was that new tire smell. (laughs) It really was. It's bad for you. It's the worst thing ever. It's rubber. And I love it. I love it as much as I love. I used to purposefully spray my hands with gasoline so I could drive around and smell the gas. (laughs) Maybe I was, that's borderline huffing it. But I, maybe for some reason. Maybe, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> it was Chris. just on my fingers. I didn't always have a paper bag with my fist in there. <laughs> just dip your hand in the gas. I'm calling an emergency number right now. <laughs> oh, Can I ask you a huffing question? And you guys will know. <laughs> sure, um, sure I'll When know. you huff gas, Aaron, mm-hmm. um, do you hallucinate? What's the, you get high, like lightheaded, but does do, does anything else happen in a drug experience way that that is yeah, a plus? You, you, you fuck some strangers. <laughs> oh, yeah. go straight yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just one huff, your pants are off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard. So I've heard. You know, I'm just, um, I do no believe small that's, talk. No, absolutely not. No small talk. It's no. just, because it only lasts so long, right? So you right. can only, you have a small window to make a real bad decision. Yeah. Okay. Or a good decision. Yeah, oh, sometimes depending on who you pick. You never know when you're going to meet your yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Listen, your every day is a gift. Every yes. day is a gift. I've been saying, so, yeah. especially in the new year. Huff, drop your pants. Huff and drop wherever you are, you might find that person of your dreams. Huff and drop O'Reilly. <laughs> Behind the auto parts. (laughs) Auto pants drop. Sorry. Those pants drop automatically. (laughs) Remember FDIC. (laughs) Chris Chris watched an O'Reilly conference where the the singers came out and sang the song. That really happened. And I think we skipped over that too quickly (laughs) because we couldn't absorb it. I didn't watch the whole conference. Someone (laughs) clipped out the peak moment, which was Bob and Judy coming out and doing their hit. (laughs) Uh, now, did like YouTube suggest this based on other videos that you were watching? I think that it was a clip uh, that I was scrolling through TikTok where you take a lot in. If I like something, I then search for more information on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. I, I, YouTube is like my bibliography for uh, TikTok. I need to know more. Usually it's where, where does this person live? That's a criminal of some kind. 
I then go from TikTok, find them on Facebook, and see where they live. Friend request. <laughs> Friend okay. request. Possibly a poke. That's an old bit because <laughs> they don't. You can't poke, poke. anymore. You still can <laughs> poke people, by the way. But who's on Facebook anymore? They just kind of hid the poke because it who's seems pokeable on Facebook anymore. You are. We all are. That's the thing you have to realize. You should live action poke, Chris. You know, it's 2023. Just start poking in real life. Yeah. You know, just just be like, that's my resolution. You gonna... knock on my door and I answer just wearing a target on my shirt. <laughs> poke nope. away right in the sternum, stranger. <laughs> I'll sign for that package if you poke me. <laughs> it's not part of my job detail, but okay. <laughs> sleep train, a ticket to a better night's sleep. That was the creepiest one when she was like three and knew that whole line. It's my sister and I. I used, just thought of it. I the other day. Oh, that's sleep train will take you to a better night's sleep. A ticket to a better. A night's ticket. Sleep. That's a great oh. lyric. See, a lot of yeah. these are good songs, and they are. O'Reilly Auto Parts has nothing to do with the auto. The AutoZone song actually is a banger. That if I need to get pumped up. You know, I I listen to either that or, you know, Eye of the Tiger or something. Get in the zone, auto zone. (laughs) They have to appeal to dudes that like songs that sound like that, I guess, is the thinking at the ad agency. Like, it's men. They're at the auto parts store. What do they like to hear? Another man growl scream singing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The title. They're all coked up, looking for... (laughs) Five, six, seven spark plugs. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. It's uh it's kind of rainy outside. And then get in the zone. They're like, I'm there. I'm, I'm there. That I'm, was good. I'm doing you got it. that throaty rock voice. Even though that was just a joke <laughs> sample you gave, I can tell you got the goods. Aaron has an amazing singing voice. Do you sing? Oh my Aaron? god. I'll I'll answer that in a 30 second um answer. Yes. Um, Please let it be a commercial jingle. In my earlier drinking days, <gasps> um, I would do some karaoke. Yeah. And um, one time, do you know Tom Wank? Yeah, he's a comic, right? Yeah, he's like an actor and uh, he doesn't do stand-up, but he's he's just so funny and wonderful. Anyway. But he's done signed, Bruce's show, right? Yes, he's done Bruce's yeah, yeah. show. We signed up at Bar back in the day of Bar. Gay West Hollywood, and that's redundant. And um, we signed up, and it was like one of those, um, like you know, gin gin fueled. Like uh, we're gonna do uh, uh, Barbara Streisand and Barry Gibb. Like what kind of fool, or um, you know, like just one of the one of like one of my absolute favorite like duets. Yeah, he's been on Broadway. I was like, we're gonna crush oh, this. Wow. We go up. He doesn't know the song. I'm tone deaf, <laughs> and we come off stage, and the MC goes, "Wow, that was a." Uh, that was like a karaoke miscarriage. <laughs> That's what they, yeah, sometimes they take their jobs too seriously and they're hurtful. And I was like, no, that was priceless karaoke. Like, I'm sorry. I guess he's just used to like LA, everyone going up and nailing yeah, it. You know, yeah. I was like, no, that was traditional karaoke where you think you're great yeah. and you're not. And you're about to like, you know, throw up from your seventh gin and tonic and uh, you tried to do Barbara Streisand. Come That's on. what I like. And it should be in a bowling alley and you should watch some old man sing ACDC or something that you wouldn't think they would sing. And it, but yeah. when it's people that are really good, I don't want to be around for that Barney's Beanery bullshit. 
Yeah. But karaoke miscarriage made me laugh. That is the best so phrase hard. ever. I was, like, I was like, that is Actually, yeah. the Can we use thing. that? <laughs> Do you mind? Can I steal that? <laughs> I, we were at some bar. It was somebody's birthday. And they started doing karaoke. And... One, somebody was, I, I'm sure Paige was there because it was like, you have to sing, Karen. You have. Paige used to do that to me. Like we were at Marie's crisis in New York City one time and she's like, I signed you up. You have to sing. Well, I just got it. because it's left. like you don't know you're a good singer. Well, here's the thing. I, I you want- You are a professional singer though, Karen. Guys. Try and get her to this say is that. Is this. <laughs> this, is, this is the truth of it. I want to be the best singer. But I know I'm not. So however good I may or may not be, up to you. Um, (laughs) When I get up there, I know I'm not the best. And therefore, I'm even worse than I could be. And that's all, that entire cycle is heartbreaking to me. So like being in a place like Maria's Crisis, where that's where Broadway people go to sing songs to each other. I was like, you can't set me up that way. This isn't. This isn't Akbar or some place like that. This yeah. is this is Broadway people. I was like, you can't do that to me because it's hard enough. And good singing is all about being calm and and having good breath work yeah. and being able to like breathe freely. But I am so stressy about the whole thing that immediately I'm start, kind of start doing like this, and then you're just like trying to get where it's like when I'm stuck with a day. Like, what no. kind of fool? Yeah, see that. <laughs> that's what all professional singers would be like. Oh, you know, if I, don't oh. do that. If you chose, you know, Sundays where the story ends or something that I know you, or that's what I would choose People for you. People I know. Yeah. Places I go. There it is. And there, that was I the joke version. I went to your album recording. She, oh. Uh, uh, what? Your Chris voice is fantastic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, guys, thank you. She only does a joke version on the podcast. It's joke voice. Well, it's just the thing of I want to be Whitney Houston, and since I'm not, I have depression. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's the trap I'm Even stuck Whitney in. Houston couldn't sing that Sunday's song, though, the way that I— <laughs> You just got to pick your right song is all I'm saying. True. Thank you. That and is- Harriet Wheeler didn't know how to breathe either. Wait a minute. Did she pass away? I, that wasn't a joke. Harriet Wheeler? I mean about sing breath. No, I'm thinking the nice Cranberries lady passed. And Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. The- Wait, who's Harriet Wheeler? Harriet Wheeler is from the Sundays. It's one of the oh. music act, uh, acts. People that Karen and I first bonded over both oh, liking okay. the Sundays. They're like a 90s, a late 80s. Late 80s. I've heard of them. 90s. They're amazing. You've yeah. heard, it's you and me in the summertime. They have like oh, a couple yeah. big hits. Yeah. Um, they covered Wild Horses. But then their first album was the first time I walked into a record store, whatever was playing was playing. And then Here's Where the Story Ends by the Sundays started. And I started freaking out and I ran to the front was like, <laughs> who is this? Because it was such a... It was like, this is the song I've been waiting to hear my whole you life. Know what, you want to know what song I, when I went to a record store, heard, and I was like, immediately had to buy it? The same thing. It was, uh, I'm Just a Girl by No Doubt. Oh. Because I was like into ska, and I was like, I knew yeah. her voice from old ska compilations. Yeah. And I was so into that No Doubt album. Now I, it, because of the ska part, I'm kind of embarrassed. Have you ever done that, Aaron? Have you ever heard a song? You're like, who is this? I'm buying it right now. Yeah, well, I just remember seeing Gwen Stefani and I was like, I should date women. 
Um, yeah, so that I was mean. just that was just like not like a record thing. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but more just of a visual. Like a, yeah, more of like a visual. I need to like absolutely huff and then banger. Um, <laughs> huff like gas huff. Yeah. So her pants would fall off. I want to just vaporize you and put you in a bag and huff you. <laughs> what did you say to me? I was. A I said I love your first album. <laughs> Gwen Stefani, what's amazing to me is when she first came out, I was like, wow, she's, they picked a model to be the lead singer of their band. And then the more you learn, where it's like, no, no, she's writing all yeah. these songs. Yeah. Like the whole story of that band is fucking unbelievable and very tragic and sad. Yeah. And like her coming through all of that and then just being like this beyond superstar. It's amazing. What's the tragedy and sadness? I don't, I don't. One of their band members, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, it, I believe it was one of the founding band members. Because yeah, one's like died. a brother and a cousin. It's like relative. Yes. And uh, then she was in love with the the lead guy, but he didn't love her. Okay. And that's that was that's like she the, wrote those don't songs. don't think or don't what, oh. that don't one? speak. That's from don't speak. Don't think. yeah. So he's and he's <laughs> back really there no playing his he's playing lead <laughs> guitar. It's, I hope this isn't about me. Yeah. Same thing happened with Boy George and the drummer. He was in love with the drummer. Of his own band. And the drummer wow. was kind of like, I'm into you sometimes, but not all the time. And so all those um, Culture Club songs, wow. his 80s. Isn't, yeah, were, and isn't Fleetwood that. Mac like that? They were all swinging in orgies, and then they're singing about how they're upset, and they're just four feet yeah. away from each other doing rhythm <laughs> guitar. <laughs> just, just open journaling, just like secondhand <laughs> news. And you're like, am I the secondhand news? Have we broken up? Wait, are you the secondhand news? Wait, are you the secondhand news? Are you, is this an accusation? You know, I just got a, um, <laughs> I've been threatening to get a record player uh, for about 10 years. And if you see a pattern where I say say something and then I do it for about 10 years. And then <laughs> my partner, Sarah, is like, uh, just this past Christmas, she got me a record player. Because I've been, I've had the same probably 70 records and I've been carrying them around for probably 25 <laughs> oh, years. You do have <laughs> records already. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, but they're like on display, but I'm like, I gotta get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all these old records came out and I realized like, wow, I was, I am still like, out of all of them, I was like, well, two quick things, the wham, make it big. And I was like the insert of like how beautiful Andrew Ridgely and George Michael were. And I was like, oh. were they banging? Were they in love? Yeah. Was one of them in love with one of them? Careless Whisper, obviously it was not about a woman, my favorite song of all time, <laughs> one of them. Um, but then the other one was, uh, wow, I cannot get enough of like 70s and 80s soft rock. Like, yes. just like, I have been playing Air Supply <laughs> on a loop yeah. since I got the record player. Yeah. I mean, Ario Speedwagon, Air Supply, like all of that, like, oh my God, it's been so fun to like go back. And now my new thing is going to be like, wherever I go, if I just see a record store, I'm just going to go in. It'll just be fun. You know? Yes. And actually kind of shop it almost like thrift store shopping. Yeah. Well, and also I think people got into Yacht Rock like in the 2000s, almost like being ironic. But what they realized is, no, this shit is actually unbelievably so amazing and well-produced music yeah. that like that hasn't been reproduced. It's not, it's not throwaway. They weren't one-hit wonders. Yeah. These are like amazing bands that were making yeah. so many good songs. And every once yeah. in a while, I'll discover one. I didn't know Alan Parsons' project made five uh, or six different songs. Scout. 
That, yeah, that love I, it. I love I have it. the album. Chris, I'm not even kidding. I could run into my living room when I was going through them. I was like, the Alan Parsons yeah. project. Yeah. Yes. Is it the one with like the Egyptian yes. eye on it hovering? And there's a song on that album that I didn't know it was them. I thought maybe it was right. like a David Gates and Brad or... And it, um, it wasn't Eye in the Sky because that's like the, one of their most popular ones, but I don't know. I can't. I can't re- remember it. But yeah, it's just been so fun to discover like you know, kind of rediscover. Yeah. Cause you know, you have like the yacht rock and all those fun stuff on Spotify, but it's just also just so fun to like, like look at like the inserts and like all the yeah. lyrics and the photos and, um, records. Are yeah. Fun. That's been a, it's, it's been a highlight. And little bags of cocaine that sometimes fall out that yes. people forgot they put in there in 1975. <laughs> in the record sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these are just coded. I think. Coated with rowdy powder. <laughs> I bet I did not know that records were very expensive though. Like I need to go find thrift store. If you look online, they're like 30 bucks. Yeah. But you know, that seems it, like a then, lot to me. Yeah. But my records are so old that I've already gone through another, like I guess they call it stylus. I always call it a needle. <laughs> Because it's like, it gets dirty so quickly yeah. that I was like, got a cleaner. And then this record player doesn't have an automatic like lift to go back. So it right. just hits the paper and keeps going. I've already like, I'm mm. going to like, you know, whatever. But it's just uh, now every morning I like get up and play like one record during breakfast. It's just like something f- like fun and um, it's like my new favorite thing. I need to realize that, yeah, that's what I should find. Old Yacht Rock, old whatever. Chicago. I don't stuff from yeah. my childhood that brings yeah. back old memories that would it be like calming music that I can turn yeah. on. I'm going to give you a recommendation right now because okay. my mom used to put on Carol King's Tapestry in the morning and that's how we would wake up. Oh, and that so was good. our and it was such a good idea and we there's it's things like that where then later on I was like that was excellent parenting and I didn't appreciate it because I just assumed people's parents were doing shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we were getting like a spa experience <laughs> to get out of bed. Yeah, I do appreciate That's too so that cool, my parents provided for me sort of a curated playlist that I appreciate now because I'm I'm like, I realize other people don't know about these old songs and I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks, dad, who was a radio DJ. I guess that was part of it. Yeah, paying attention. Yeah, yeah, totally paying attention to that. Man. We used to go around like, uh, I have two sisters and this was like, you know, we were really, I guess, whatever. I was born in 73, so like late 70s, early 80s. And um, my dad would play a song, and then Megan would get a song, Tara would get a song, my mom would get a song, you know, myself. And we'd go for like hours and hours of... So I got to know like, you know, like it was it was pretty like... After a while, it's like, okay, dad's going to play like a big band or Glenn Miller or like a... Buddy Rich or, you know, like drums, whatever. Mom's going for like Glenn Campbell, Willie Mm. Nelson, you know. And then we started getting like, you know, as we got a little bit older, we still did it. Like I remember my first album was like, it was something so cool that I didn't know because my aunt got it for me. It was like Synchronicity by the police. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I love the police. Never heard of the police, you know what I mean? And then you'd (laughs) put it on and like, you know, so I was like, I want to get all those albums not going to lie, went to the record store, bought Thriller. I, I don't care. I mean, I know he's a little pig, but that album is like, I have to. I have to have Thriller. Yeah, yes. yeah. But it's like a real fun way to like kind of remember, yeah, remember that that period of time. 
Off the Wall is an unbelievable album. Like that thing, you're just like, right. this is a child star yeah. who could have gone through all of his, you know, I want you back era and gone away forever yeah. and had many reasons to with an abusive uh, father and whatever. And instead he like took a slight break and then was like, hey, how about the best? Yeah. I don't know. Is that R&B? Is that considered? I would think so. Yeah, I... R&B music, but, like, amazing. But pop, yeah. it was pop music. He was, like, redefining it. Remember that album cover? I think yes. of Michael Jackson when I think of pop like that. I think that's when yeah. they started saying that phrase. I lo- I just love that, yeah. I. Uh, but now my dad listens to mostly music from his youth. Like, he's doing the same thing we're talking about. It's, like, 50s ice cream shop She's only 15. What What was that lyric? Good Lord, what a simpler, scary time. But uh, but I'm like, wait a minute. You introduced me to all this other, you know, like, Beatles and stuff. He just keeps going further back. But I do love that the Cranberries came on, not Linger, but what was the other? Uh, Zombie. Dreams. Dream, dreams. He, and my dad, it, it came on, and I'm like, we just kind of were listening in the living room by the Christmas tree, and he was, and my dad was like, "On um, this might possibly be one of the best rock songs of all time." And I was oh. like, for some reason, it hit me yeah. in a emotional way because I do know that he privately was listening to a lot of Cranberries when that came out. I think I <laughs> bought it for him. I don't know. It was uh, it was an emotional thing. Music's an emotional thing, you guys. It is. It really is. Especially when you share, um, like we as a family shared a lot of the same, you know, TV shows. It's like, uh, you know, like, you know, some books and stuff, but like music, if you like, I remember ever, like all of us wholeheartedly are obsessed with, still to this day, obsessed with the Bee Gees. Like, like hands down. Yeah, Yeah. Like we all have like, it's so fun where you're all these different generations can like, can absolutely I just remember my dad driving the Bee Gees would come on and like the, you know, like car rides where you're dragged to do this and this. We'd all be like, like my dad's like tapping on the, like, like, it's just like those, those, uh, those are the best when you can share something. I love that at the time my dad was like, ah, this disco shit, like he wasn't into it. And man, does he love it now. It's like we watched yeah. a documentary about the Gibbs. I was just going to say, did you guys see the documentary? Yeah, so, so good. good. So good. It's so good. But it's so true. Like, y- you can't be that popular. Yeah. They were so popular. They were just constantly being played for months and months and years and years. And basically, people kind of, like, rebelled against yeah. being fe- force-fed right. it. But it didn't mean it wasn't good music. And I think I was experiencing my dad that actual period of rebelling, people rebelling against this disco era stuff. But he loves it now. And he remembers people thinking that, maybe him included, but and it's so interesting to see that documentary and watch them be frightened after every uh wave of popularity that they went through. They're like, Oh, we're done after this. And then they <laughs> yeah. hit it big with something else. Yeah. yeah. That part was like, oh man, this is like a roller coaster. Very so. gip. Like he's like the one of the most like prolific songwriters. I mean, he just yeah. like and much like Gwen Stefani, he's also a hottie. Like a hottie. legit. You look at him and you're like, are you a lion? But <laughs> that's singing like a girl? Like, what's happening? And he's so good I'm at, at, in. At, at singing from right here. Like yes. from this spot. 
<laughs> it was either this or be a Muppet voice. <laughs> My dad told a really good story. He was a he did a lot of ushering when he grew up in San Francisco. And so he told the story that his friend was an usher at some, it was like the circle in the square or something like that. It was a theater in the round in San Francisco or maybe South City. And the BJs came to play. And I go, Dad, what year was it? Because I was like, oh my, but I was like, it can't be the 70s. He's like, it was like 1967 or 66. So this was like first round BGs. Wow. This is like, how can you mend a broken heart BGs? Oh, yeah. And he said they were playing and the girls were, it was all girls. All the girls were going insane. He's standing in the aisle as the usher. And then the second the show ends, they, because it's um, in the round, they go up an aisle and he goes, and then we're supposed to, well, like they get out and then we're supposed to like hold the audience back um, while they like clear. And he goes, no, he, and my dad's six foot four he, and he's pretty big. And he goes, we got slammed up against that wall. He goes, I was pinned. I was pinned. These <laughs> girls, they were serious. They were going to get to those guys. I had no control. He told the funniest story of like that basically he kind of witnessed and he was like, what is this? I've never, what's going on? And then it's essentially just got completely flattened by BG's fans. Uh, so great. I wish, yeah. I don't, maybe, uh, maybe the, Harry Styles gets that kind of reaction now, or I heard he does. But yeah, people people keep it real cool now. No one gets pinned yeah. anymore. Those were the good old days. Those were the those were the good days. Yeah. It just, was the pre litigious. So era. hard to get trampled these days. Yeah, <sighs> try as I may. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go to all the Black Friday sales. <laughs> I remember going to see the. Um, I was also obsessed still to this day course uh, my first cassette tape was uh, pointer sisters oh, oh wow yeah and i'm obsessed with the pointer sisters and i went when i was like 19 or 20 to the warwick musical theater in warwick rhode island to see the pointer sisters and it was me and uh my best friend from college kate who i didn't know but i was completely in love with told her years <laughs> later um, and uh i just i just remember being like dancing to like the Pointer Sisters. And it was just basically Kate and I, and then everyone over like 70. It was just, yeah. there was no, it was so weird. And then you just felt like a lot of people were sitting in their seats. I felt like maybe they won tickets on like a radio contest or something. Mm. And we were like dancing and losing our minds. And um, Anita Pointer pointed at us. <gasps> and I was like, I'm done. Like, it was like one of the greatest moments of my life. She was just like this, because we were like, fuck, you know, new trend is, I'm so, like, you know, whatever it was, we, uh, we trend, didn't yeah. sit down. I don't think a lot of people could stand up, yeah. uh, but we were, we were losing <laughs> our minds. It was pointed at by a pointer sister. That, I mean, didn't, <laughs> didn't we lose a pointer sister recently? Yeah, I think they're at, it was June, Anita, Ruth. Um, I think maybe they've all passed or maybe one of them is left. Yeah, I think it was like maybe Ruth a couple years ago. Mm. I tell you, when the when the Bee Gees, when the twins died, because I'm a twin, that was oh. a double. That was like anything twin, I lose my mind. Uh, <laughs> you, know, but, you know who pointed at the Pointer Sisters in the end? The bony hand of the Grim Reaper. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the visual I saw. But it got made. They, they're great. New Prontron dance. One of my favorite. 
uh, from the and Beverly Chris Hills backpedaling, Cops. Backpedaling, <laughs> no, trying his best. I just was thinking of the big skeleton hand from the Scrooge. Hand. <laughs> it was Anita. It was Anita Pointer. Who it was died Anita? Recently. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. R.I.P. Yes. Yeah. You were a real one. Ugh. Did anybody? Were you guys Pointer Sisters fans? I I love the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. There you go. Do you remember the song Automatic? Oh, yeah. Automatic. <laughs> yes, Karen. So good. I thought it was a man singing, you know how it gets real low in one part? <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder who was like the guest. It was it was Anita. Yeah. Wow. Like she could just like, like at one point I was like, it felt like a burly man singing. Well, maybe she, she was, was like, uh, da, 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 was like da, and I was like, it's what? totally automatic. Yeah. Maybe she's a seven octave up. person. It was was that was the music that was always on. So we listened to constant AM radio when we were in the car, much I guess, much like my sister and my niece, but in the 80s. So, like, we, I was such a, I was very much a lyrics person. So it's like that's how I knew songs and I memorized the words of songs all the time. And it was, you know, the Pointer Sisters were huge, like late 70s, early 80s. So it was like, I was seven, eight, nine, ten when it was like those guys had music on the radio constantly. Yeah. So, so like, remember when Jump was like the huge? Oh hit? yeah, yeah. For my jump, love, jump, jump in. For my love. I, pr- I was they trying were just to like, think of that one. Yeah, I love that yeah. song. They just got better and better. They were just like doing it. They were like, we'll do disco, we'll do pop. What do yeah. you want? We're the yeah. Pointer Sisters. Yeah, just they, to be able to perform with your sisters. Like, I remember I had two sisters, and we're like, "What could we possibly oh, do no. together? Like, how can we? Like, we're just like we're so, all so different. We're tone deaf. We're like, we can't do a band. I didn't we can't know do a they band. were real sisters. My back is really starting to sweat after that Grim Reaper comment. Oh, I didn't. It's okay. I thought it was sisters in that they they were in a band together. Ah, and the reason I got sad about the cranberries is she passed too. She did. Ah, nuts. Well, you know, it's a new year. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new year for people to die. Yeah. We got to get healthy, everyone. (laughs) Erin, what is, um, you don't have to say like a resolution, but what are you looking forward to in 2023? Resolutions. (laughs) Or Um, resolution. (laughs) This sounds so stupid, but I'm just going to say it. Who cares? Um, My twin sister lives like, the next neighborhood over. And she, we had lived together for a couple of years and we got a Peloton. And then when I moved in with my partner, she moved in with uh, her boyfriend. I was like, okay, you, you, you take the Peloton. And uh, so I go over her house like once a week and I use the Peloton <laughs> and I was just on it uh, the other day. And um, one of the instructors is like, you know how they get all so crazy. And she's like, what are you leaving behind? 2022, yeah, like, yeah. what are you leaving behind? And I was mm. like, that's like, it was like the two things I heard that resonated the most because I, you know, you make resolutions, but I was like, these are the two things that I'm going to try to stick to. What am I leaving behind? And then I was listening to some podcast and it was like, you know, what is the one word you're going to do for 2023? So I was like, okay, I'm going to do those two things this year instead of like doing my usual, I want to do this and I want to do that, whatever. So the 2022 leaving behind is, well, there's a whole bunch, but I'll just do one. It's really like, um, I just put like my health like at the bottom of the barrel. Right. I just was like, work this, yep. this, this, and I just 
I out of the blue got like frozen shoulder. Oh, I, I just like, had that. Frozen oh my God, shoulder. It's the worst. Yeah, where you just kind of can't move and you can't raise your arm to a certain. Oh, oh, it's the worst. Out of the blue, this year had all this health stuff. I yeah. knock on what nothing like insane, but like COVID and like sinus stuff. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like I just, it was like the biggest lesson of like I have to put. It sounds so cliche, but I never do it. I never put my physical and mental health first. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm like going to leave behind this like BS of just like everything takes precedence over that. Yeah. And maybe get joint custody of that Peloton. You got to get, <laughs> it's got to be a halfway point once a week. Go to your sister and say, I changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's fun. It's like, go to the gym. It's like, you just go over a yeah. house and use the Peloton. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I would love to That's the one. big thing. And then the one word, the one word I'm taking into 2023 is motion. Because I get real depressed when, like, I'm in between writing gigs and I just, like, I'm in my apartment too much and I'm writing. I'm not doing a ton of stand-up. I get, like, really, like you know, I need to be moving. Yeah, mm. I just need to be moving. So I'm like, I'm going to put the word motion on my wall. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. So I've been getting up and like, just going to the res and walk, just, just like stay in motion. That lends itself nicely to the leave behind thing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Those so are good. Those, I those like, are yeah, good. Wow. You nailed that one. Chris, what are you going to leave behind? You were, you found that very appealing, that concept. I mean, I, yeah. And I'm trying to think of the one word because I already told you I plan on uh, finally doing therapy. So I guess that's my future word because I've not done any of that since I was a young 13-year-old that was hearing voices in his head. Uh, <laughs> you mean jokes? And, no, just background <laughs> no, voices. Okay. It, it was scratchy noises, trees rubbing against windows that were forming words that were suggesting I do things. But that's all all behind me, and I'm a healthy. I'm just kidding. They never suggested I do anything, but they were I was voices. Like, what trend? How are we going to get out of this one? Yeah, no. Karen, start singing. <laughs> and segue, segue into AutoZone. For God's sake, someone mentioned the Bee Gees. I, uh, but I think that most people I know are in a slump because we've gotten not just sedentary, but we've. I'm so okay with just being home and not. Going anywhere that I, of course, yes. I'm not going and working out. And I'm in, I, my, I can tell when I run just to go, you know, to chase a mugger or, you know, you occasionally <laughs> run. My lungs. Stuff you like to do. <laughs> there are a lot of muggers in my neighborhood. But I, I very much want to in the future, because I was confronted uh, by this time last year, I watched my brother in law have a heart attack and my, my nephew. Uh, save his life. And now he's totally normal. He's back to oh who God. he was. And so I think that we should all uh, worry more about our hearts. And I was, Karen, when I did that Heart Foundation golf tournament, I promised them I would uh, mention the foundation. So I guess I'll do that now. Because oh, February is American Heart Month. And the the foundation that had me do that golf tournament had just came up with a vaccine that's in its second trial now that gets rid of the plaque in the heart, the arth arthrosclerosis, I believe it's called, oh, which is the same good. as the thing, Karen, you and I are always, Alzheimer's is plaque on the brain. Like it seems that's like right. every scary thing is, is um, 
his plaque. Uh, so anyway, that's they, why my dad was. Remember when my dad was in the hospital last year? That's exactly what it was for. He had to go get a like a thing. They had to put a little thing in there and clear that out for in his heart. Yeah, yep. it's the number one heart disease. It's the number one killer of firemen. It's the number one killer of men and women in general. And I and my point is, I am going to learn CPR. I think everyone should learn oh. CPR. We only seventy percent of people uh, know it or feel comfortable with it. But uh, yeah, the, the Heart Foundation. I wanted to mention they do really cool work at Cedars, and they're now they're working on this uh, vaccine, and they're gonna have results in February, which is American Heart Month. So that's why I'm talking about that. And I'm going to get healthy. And I'm going to learn CPR and I'm going to go to therapy. Okay, Karen, what is yours? Nice one. Those are great, Chris. (laughs) Guys, you guys are... uh, (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? I... um, for the leaving behind, I think you're right. I'm on board with you where... And it makes me think of it, Aaron, because... I adore you. You're one of my good friends, and I don't see you or talk to you enough at all. I like know. I, like it's been four years, like pre-COVID, and I'm very embarrassed because seeing you makes me go, "Why the fuck don't I text you four times a week? Like, why wouldn't I? You're my favorite person." And we were going to write that script. We had we for had a while there. We had we had all these plans, and I think it's just like you know, whatever, we got busy. The shit that everybody always says. It's what everyone Everyone. says, but somebody was just saying socializing and planning social things and being among people that you really love and really care about, not not just like the Hollywood kind of CNBC, but actual meaningful socializing is really important for like human connection and human health. And so aside (laughs) to go along with my um, morning stretches, which is something I actually have been doing um, since the beginning of the year because I'm so stiff and I got the fucking frozen shoulder thing where literally I would go to open it like a cabinet and it would be like I would lift my arm slightly above shoulder and be like in such hideous pain. Like, it's so crazy. Um, so stretching, but then also yeah. actually I'm showing you something real quick. This, my okay. sister got me this, and I can't stop stretching be- because of it. It's like a tighter, and I don't know what that says. Tridier? Uh, Trickery? Yeah, it it is just, it is a rigid band that has all these loops in it, and I the other day when my shoulder hurt, I put it behind and you put your hands in these bands and it stretches. Oh, yeah. And all I do is experiment with it. And because my sister got me one of these, I can't not look over and see it and not try and st- stretch. So sorry to interrupt, but this no, that's I very okay. much suggest. Will you take it. a picture and then send it send it to me I so will that indeed. I can get yeah, one too? Yeah. Try but dear, point being, it says. for physical things like slowly stretching and realizing how tight like, I'm just tight and stressed out all the time and, like, work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have a physicality to my, the the stress that I take on in work. So, so kind of trying to ease that up and counterbalancing that with actually making an effort to socialize and see my friends. Because I am the queen of, like, I want to do it, and then the night of, I will cancel. I do it yeah. all the time. And p- it pisses people off, rightfully so. And so I think that is what I will be leaving behind, is that kind of taking other people for granted or, like, taking that kind of socializing for granted when it's actually crucial to my mental health and to my kind of, yeah. like, basic happiness. Yeah. Yes. 
I am ready to hang out, Karen. Yeah. Yay. Okay, great. Because at Karen's house, at the party, she's going to have Karen have another party. I should. Yeah. Well, now that, um, yeah, when the when the rains pass yeah. and all the debris yeah. flows away uh, into the, the LA River yeah. and everyone can access uh, everything, I will absolutely do that. It's a great idea. Just not first week of February. I got my, my rock show. Okay. Yeah. We'll do it. Uh, for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we'll Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Part. A Valentine's party. Yeah. That's not awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you go from zero to a Valentine's Day party. I go from zero to you're be... only invited if I love you or am in love with and, you. Yeah, or if you're, if you're <laughs> not it. in a relationship, you can't come. You can't come <laughs> and you have to write a letter explaining what's wrong with you that you're not yeah. in a relationship. <laughs> And then I'm not invited to my own party. God damn it. <laughs> that didn't solve anything. <laughs> Let's just start with like an easy mixer, like a five o'clock happy hour. <laughs> just just gotta ease on into nope. this. Valentine's Day. Cancel your dinner plans. You're coming to my house. It's a swinging orgy in your backyard and you you have to watch through a window because you're not invited. You're People not walk in, in virus. throw your keys in this bowl, get in here. I'll just hold Come the on. bowl while in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be too loud. It would be hilarious to have an orgy while everyone can't do anything post-COVID. That would be amazing just to be like, it'll be like the just light shoulder touches <laughs> and then everyone goes home and I watch TV. <laughs> or like you, they come over your place for an orgy, everyone gets in and then you leave. You're like, have and, fun, I'll be back at 12. Yeah. I don't even say anything, it's just an Irish goodbye. <laughs> <Just> Irish <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I lock the door behind me. Bye. <laughs> I, just like, I just like the orgy aftermath. I, I like to yeah. come and... I just want to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. That's so awesome. I just like I I get a lot of stress out when I clean, you know, and I've had like a really bad week. So I'm gonna need you guys to come over, have an orgy, I'll leave around one, and then I'm gonna need to clean it up. And I just love the aerosol uh, you know, kind of fumigate uh bodily fluid smells specifically. Get that fabuloso going and just wipe down those walls. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you get an invite for an orgy. Looks like Karen's had a bad week. (laughs) She's doing it again. She's She's doing doing it again. again. She's making us fuck everybody so she can clean up again. So weird. Well, like the one I went to, if you show up solo, you have to leave after the lobster. (laughs) <laughs> I was another That's episode. That's a true story. There, I went to really? a lobster bake, and it turned into yeah. an orgy, and I got kicked out during phase two. They started. <laughs> I mean, there's no. already tarps on the tables, but after we ate the lobster, it was like a neighborhood thing where people paid tickets and helped buy the lobster, and that turned to an orgy. And I was asked, Wait, "Was it planned?" Yes, it was. The orgy just, was planned. Let's do these things both in one night. I love lobster. You love having sex with our friends. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. And I, they're like, oh, did you bring anyone? They were nice about it. But I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, well, time to go. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. (laughs) And then uh, someone, one of my neighbors let me in on it. They're like, oh, yeah, they all get naked and it's weird. (laughs) I can't, like, lobster is so rich. Yeah. Well, it's true cleanups. Like the butter. Yeah. 
yeah. There's cleanup, Double lobster cleanup, clean and then and then the one that Karen's so into after. So many napkins. <laughs> what a waste. God, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, every day I'm like, what am I doing? You know, and uh, <laughs> but like after I hear those stories, I'm like, I think I'm fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Good, right. Like maybe I've gotten a little boring. Yeah. But like, um, I don't. I don't. I was on one of those gay, like my adorable gay boy cruises that I that I do stand up comedy on, but I haven't done it in a while. And um, it's boys. It's all boys. It's the greatest gig oh, I've ever. Wow. It's it's the greatest gig ever. But um, Fun. again, I, I hate to do this because this this wound up in my act. But I ju- I'm just giving you this real scenario. <laughs> waiting for lunch with two of my two of my gay boys. I got lunch. <laughs> lunch. Guy runs up. Sorry, I'm late. Totally flustered. He's like, Sorry, I'm late. I just uh, stumbled into an orgy. <laughs> and in one of the rooms, tiny room. I, I literally, I just was, <laughs> but the craziest thing was their reaction. They go, oh yeah, all right, whatever, let's go. And they, they all go to lunch and I'm, I'm sitting there and I had like, you know, that's the whole joke, whatever. I did, I like, had a whole breakdown, but I was like, it, the casualness of, yeah. of like, I really like, I guess that's kind of like the beauty of getting older and knowing yourself because there are moments where like, um, Again, if I stumble to an orgy, shoot me. Uh, uh, <laughs> another is like, um, uh, what's the, I always forget this. You know, Scout Durwood. She, yeah, she's um, the best. She's the, the absolute best. Yeah. What is she? What is she? Ukulele? No, the shows where take one thing off, um, her whole show about. Burlesque. Burlesque. Yeah. Yeah. Take one thing. <laughs> that's, the, what's, that's the name of her show. I was, it was like, called Take uh, One uh, Thing. Uh, sorry, sorry. End of year sale? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> discount. Uh, buy, buy one, get one free. You're closer, closer, <laughs> burlesque. <laughs> okay. If it's like gun to head, do burlesque, shoot me. Like there are, uh, there are just like, I just know I am, I have... I've done a lot. I've tried a lot, but yeah. like the orgy burlesque, yeah. like I just well, no. especially like with those guys on the boat that they were like, oh yeah, whatever. If it's ever an orgy, is like, oh yeah, that same old, same old. Like the way <laughs> I talk about having to go grocery shopping, I don't know that I want to get used to orgies. <laughs> no, you know? that should always be fresh and new. Yeah. yeah, exciting yeah. and new. Come aboard. <laughs> We're expecting if an orgy, to. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. If an orgy is just like commonplace. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Where maybe, do you go? Yeah, you've maybe numbed out too far. Maybe yeah. it's time to go back to the woods right. or yeah. something. Get mm-hmm. the drugs out of the system. Yeah. Go and to just the library. Do some just like fresh air library. <laughs> walk in the woods. Just yep. get back in touch with. Um, I don't know. Just some fresh air. You're right. Just some fresh air. Back. <laughs> yeah. Get get off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I think we solved it. Yeah, man. What a great man. We went through a lot. A lot of good yeah. stuff. Karen, the light in your <laughs> yeah, this is room where Karen has becomes... been dimming, and I'm like, now you're a ghost, or I'm having she, a stroke. This is the <laughs> point in the podcast where Karen becomes a haunted doll. The. <laughs> 
Annabelle. This, this, this is like this spot in my dad's house is the really the only place I can do any of this, but this where all the Zoom calls take place too. And this light is so fucking harsh during the day. It's like it I'm always so red and I'm always so, where I'm like I try to powder beforehand <laughs> where it's like I just look furious and also like I just got back from Rio de Janeiro like <laughs> what are you doing but please for just for Aaron's can you do the minor adjustment where you become a floating head <laughs> what do you mean like yeah going closer before, uh, How did you just I do adjusted that? your light and all of a sudden you were a floating head uh Oh, hmm. I don't know what it was. This way? I just wish the listeners could see the light just, <laughs> is, just getting darker. Just, Karen and is, now you it really, it really looks like a horror glowing film. Head. Yeah. You can kind of see the outline. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how you did it before. But I don't either. You were able well, you know, to. It's if amazing. it was when it was my other office, there was less to reflect off of. Yeah. So maybe it was that the, the darkness came around this way. There yeah. was a point because of course this it's like with the hair and always my black long sleeve shirt yeah is a real mimey mum and shants kind of like <laughs> it's just this mask and of then, like podcasting ghost <laughs> and then yeah, you it's, do it's the, awesome i'm trapped in a box your space work <laughs> mm. oh wow it's so real <laughs> it's so, so real. real all right we've gone over we're yeah, so bad. worth it i don't give a shit I love it, Aaron. You're the greatest. Yeah, you're the um, best. Great to see you. You're a Dinar all-star. Um, can I just be real uh, serious for a second? Oh. Um, seriously, like I'm not just saying this. You two are like my favorites. Oh, thanks. Oh, favorites. Same. And I was so, as Patrick suggested, I think you're really going to enjoy <laughs> I just was like, you know, you do podcasts and it's fun, whatever. But I was like so pumped to see you too and talk to you too because I really miss you both. Same. Uh, so thanks yeah. so much for having me on. It was it was just a real, uh, just an hour plus of joy. Yeah, and, same. And you're hilarious, also. And it was great to see you. Very mutual. Very mutual. Yes. You've been listening. We're done. To do you need a ride? <laughs> D Y N. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by John Bradley. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgareth. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.